daily grind And it grinds and grinds and grinds and grinds Didn't get this disease I eat too much candy Sugar, it ain't a pager It's a pumper when I'm Jones and it comes in handy Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? The pricker is a pricker and the pumper is pumping Beats like Wilford Brimley keeps coming in Officer, I ain't been drinking My blood sugar is low Welcome to the 46th episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast with my dear friends Poochie Love and her sister Belle. And my calories burning, prick her to the finger to deliver the prick, wake up tomorrow and it starts again because I'm Welcome back to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast where we push the limit of diabetes possibilities by showcasing people who live their own authentic, creative life with diabetes. And this show totally reflects that message in a different way yeah a different way I think it's one of those things when the opportunity presents itself and somebody brings up diabetes whatever that means it's a great opportunity to to get engaged whatever that means should the door open there's an element here of what we've talked about on previous episodes with Mark Carter and other folks uh, that you know as people with type 1 and type 2 how do we bridge this gap and create more understanding of where the other side's coming from and really be able to connect behind this unified theme of everybody having diabetes and not people being separated into different camps. And in listening to the interview, because I wasn't there, I wasn't able to join the show, I think you did that. Nice Thank work. you. And I, it reminds me of the impromptu situations um, like I had in San Antonio, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago with Deidre, who is, I think that's episode number 30. We'll be sure to include that in the um in the, in the show notes, but, you know, she was misdiagnosed as a type 2 and then re-diagnosed. And so it was this big saga as to the journey that took her into better management and what her A1C is now and, and how she manages her disease. And so in talking to my friends who happened to be in town, literally one from California visiting her sister, who was had fallen ill and everything just kept going back to her management or lack thereof of her type 2 diabetes and the results of that. And give us a little more background information on how you came to know Poochie. <laughs> Poochie. Poochie love. She will awesome sing person. for you at the end of this podcast. Um, uh, from our dear friend Jean. She's a friend of Jean's. She was just has kind of come into the group and she comes into town well, about two times, maybe three times a year, visiting family that lives here in the area. And she is just full of energy and so when she showed concern about her sister and knowing that she'd come in just for that you know I just she it really struck a chord so and they both wanted to share the story and they've always been very supportive of me and my diabetes and especially whenever we all cook together they're very mindful and respectful of the fact that I take a lot of things into consideration and as people with type 1 it's uh, sometimes hard to understand the daily life of somebody with type two, um, and to, to really get what their struggle is versus what ours is, because oftentimes a lot of us are diagnosed when we're little kids. Right. Then you see an adult have to come to terms with the diagnosis and incorporate it into 50 years of habits. Right. Versus a little kid who, you know, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. It's a different story. And I will say this too, as you dive into this podcast is that we had had a conversation prior to the podcast and that's when I asked them if they would be interested in being in the show because she was so seeking help. And I make it very clear I'm not a medical professional by any means. I feel like I tried to guide her into 
better communicating with her physicians so they can understand what she's going through because maybe she's not giving the language that she's giving to me and being that honest and open about what's going on in her her regimen. So the honesty was worth sharing and I hope yeah. the audience really enjoys the listen. Uh, if you don't like these ladies, well, and when you, they're just, they're a gem, their personality, you'll hear it through their voices. And, but we all know what we have to do before we start the show. Some announcements. Thank you for singing it. Well, that was a, that was a half sing. I had, to, I, had to bring, I had to bring it back down from last episode. Yeah. You're okay. heavy metal. So we're going to, we're going to tell you guys about a few things. We have a happy hour coming up. Correct. Yes, All we right. do. And we haven't set the date. We're kind of working on a couple of things. It'll be in mid-August. And we encourage you to check out the website and our social media um, for more of the up- updates on exactly where and when that's going to be. Great. Great. We'll guarantee Kelly McKeever is going to be there. For sure. <laughs> we, He's at camp not, right we, now. We haven't even spoke to Kelly McKeever about the No, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. We're bringing in the crew. The, the crew. So. Also, we would like to give a shout out to one of our partners that helps the show stay afloat. That would be Good Glucose. Woo! And you've heard the story. If you've ever listened to them on the prior shows, if you want to hear it again, here it is. If you need some cheap test strips, you don't have an in, you don't have insurance. Um, you're in a in a bind. You can get test strips, thirty-five dollars, a hundred strips through GoodGlucose.com. It's a company founded by people with type one diabetes. They get the issues. They get the pharmaceutical companies. It's hard to see what they do with our money. So for every twelve. People it? that prescribe, people that subscribe, subscribe. Right? Excuse me. They send out a year's worth of free test strips to an individual who can't afford it. And let, you know, the word cheap, it is. It's affordable, but it's not. It's high in quality. You right. know what I mean? It's high quality. It's extraordinarily accurate compared to everybody else in the market. And if you'd like to check it out, go to diabetesdailygrind.com. Click the good glucose banner on the right side of our page, or go to diabetesdailygrind.com/backslash/good and make your purchase, and it yeah. helps us. Yeah, and I want to say as you're rolling into school is about to start, don't forget to click, please click on our Amazon banner because every pencil, every whatever kids are buying these computers, my God, buy a computer. <laughs> yeah, if there's a little change our way and keeps the episodes coming and we, we could really use some help. So Indeed. Okay. Is that's that all it? We got. That's all it. right. That's rare. We're good. We're Oh, love, like, and love, whatever. Share us on social media. We're all over the place. Social media plug. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm alive. One minor inconvenience. A little thing called diabetes. All right. So this isn't one of those impromptu podcasts. This is going to be, this is something that we did not plan. And I'm always happy when these opportunities present themselves. And uh, recently while hanging out with some friends here in Oklahoma City, uh, some other friends were in town and the topic of diabetes came up and four hours later, (laughs) and uh, I'm not going to say tears shed, but we all came to a come to Jesus moment, I feel like. And for somebody with type one, who I don't understand at the same level as someone is type two. So uh, I'm bringing on my dear friend, Poochie, and her sister, Belle. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hey, Amber. It's good to be here. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we're at our friend Jean's house, which this is where we hosted the uh, hot tub episode. So it's a place of good people and good times and good food. And this is where we have all, we create all of our recipes. So, and with that being said, you got jazz in the background. You may have some people walk through at any point. So this is a live podcast, not something that we're going to edit considerably. So ladies, the topic of discussion about diabetes popped up because Poochie, you're in town. How come? I'm here because my sister is ill, and she had an episode. And truly, we think she had uh, one of the uh, petite strokes. I believe the TI. I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to say anything because I'm not a doctor. But something happened to her, and it led me to come here to see about her. Right. And I realized that uh, she, her memory was messed. Her legs, the muscles. She can't walk well, and everything. And I found out she was not taking her medicine. Mm-hmm. And for days, she only drank Pepsi. She didn't even eat food because she wasn't hungry. She's out on you, Belle. Yeah, I have yeah, to tell she you. Is. I have she to, she's, so to important. she's so important to me <laughs> that I know that talking about this is going to give her some awareness. And we're going to see her. She's doing better. We're going to see her just get better and better if we talk about this. So when you got into town, and it, so did you go straight to the house? How did you know that she had had an episode or what had happened? Well, usually when I come to town, a good friend of ours, Jane, picks me up. And then yeah. we meet at the 3533. Mm-hmm. So when we met there for her to pick me up, she got out of the car. She couldn't even get out. And she was having a hard time. And we had a cousin that was with her who was already out of the car waving to me, Poochie, Poochie. And I'm like, Rhoda, what is going on with her? She had a stroke. I'm so glad you're here. So I get her around into the driver's seat, rider's seat, and mm-hmm. I get in the car to drive us back to Stillwater. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what's going on? I'm going ahead. As soon as I take Rhoda and drop her off, I'm going to the hospital. Right. She would not let me take her. You overreacting a little bit. Well, hold on. Now, how she? I'm willing to bet she could hold you down and take you to the hospital if she needed to. Oh, I could. You think you could fight her? I <laughs> These are their we sisters. Up. Guns. I, I slept on the side of here when we were growing up because she was always in my things <laughs> without asking. You know how it is when you the little. <laughs> I'm the little sister, but she knows I love her, so I didn't take her. I did. I did what she said. And she promised me, if you just take me on home, I'll take my medicine tonight. I'll, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. So we went to her house. and We went to Wendy's first. Oh, that's right. Because I was, I was telling her we could get something to eat, you know. And I get out of the car, and look, I turn behind me. She's on the ground. <laughs> she's falling. But I'm doing good. Do you remember you? falling? Yeah, I do. Actually, I was trying to catch myself. My feet were getting tangled up with each other. Mm. And when I was trying to get my feet together I just fell so you watch your sister go yeah. down or she's on well, the no, ground I look back she's down but a gentleman has just pulled up he's probably going through the drive through he gets out of his truck and he comes over and picks her up for me thank you Stillwater and thank you <laughs> she to starts trying to cry no it she's was she's been her. doing that all her life to crying for everything I was I'm okay I'm emotional I'm emotional but this Very. is my sister who <laughs> Is on if the I ground. saw my sister fall down, even though I'm not a crier, I would probably cry. Because you don't want to see anybody you know, go down. It was very hard, you know. I kept assuring her I was just fine, but she Well, you obviously weren't it. fine if you were on the ground. Fine. She's on the ground. No, I wasn't hurt, though. Okay, well, and but I you was still, you up, got the to the ground. Me up, and I was standing up, and she was still trying to cry. <laughs> but see, this is her story, so I'm going to tell it the truth of it. 
She's not fine. Now, she's much better now. She's had for a couple of weeks yeah. medicine and food. And, and even though you're not hungry, you got to eat something and take your meds, people. Diabetes people, I hope you all listening. You have to take them. Okay, here's, let, okay, so when this conversation really started to blossom about the, the diabetes meds, so we heard word on the street, you die. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this right off the bat. Yeah. I'm not casting any judgment. We all have things. Ryan loves granola. I mean, things that, you know, we know at the end of the day, <laughs> granola is not a bad thing to love, but That's right. there are things that we, you may challenge your blood sugar or you may have, I love wine. We all know that. So it's a matter of, you know, what's, when I asked about the Pepsis and you were telling me specifically that when you were diagnosed with type two, they gave you a regimen of you were supposed to eat 45 grams of carbohydrates and in one sitting, like one meal. And I, well, we're going to look this up because I can't quote it off the top of my head, but how many carbs are in one Pepsi? It's about 42 carbs in you one Pepsi. I okay. looked it up. Well, the, so every, and I asked, uh, and on a bad day, good day for you maybe, how many Pepsis are you drinking? I drink as many as five or six a day. Right. And so when we talk about it like that, my, you know, I just, Makes me think, you ate a meal in one, I mean, you've consumed enough carbs in one Pepsi that you could have had a well-balanced, good meal. And, you know, I love the fact that you were honest, too, about the, your love of white potatoes. Yeah, that's another, that's horrible for a diabetic. Well, it doesn't carbs. have to be har- horrible, but maybe it's just not something you eat every day. And you don't eat the, my opinion, the whole potato in one sitting or how it's prepared. I want butter sour cream i want the works <laughs> right. on my you potato want the traditional right and that's not good for me and i know that but i don't know i'm a very picky eater i don't like a lot of things especially anything that's light or sugar-free i could drink diet pepsis but i don't like diet it doesn't well, have the same doesn't have the same taste it's not as satisfying so i go do the bad things i pick all the bad choices as far as eating for a diabetic well they're not bad they're just they're not the best for maybe every day and that's my problem i haven't learned to truly manage my eating with diabetes okay but let me ask you this at the end of the day don't slap me i hope to god because i'm staring at your fingernails i'm non-violent okay good (laughs) is even if you were given that knowledge would you listen eventually yes i'm hard-headed but i'm not stupid so i've been very not hard-headed that, and after now this out-of-body experience after that's exactly what, what i had it. was an out-of-body experience tell us about the experience she called it i an was running experience. red lights and i knew the oh, light was right. red she was running red lights and then once i went through the red light luckily there was no one in the intersection i said to myself why did you run that red light and i had no answer i just ran it she was driving on the wrong side of the road Dead sober. Woman doesn't yeah, really drink. Going so. on. Doesn't drink at all. She, if she had some wine, it's because I was with her. <laughs> I talked her into a glass. <laughs> I'm serious, you know. You know and that's the strange sister. thing. I would curtail my alcohol drinking because I had my day in college when I was doing my drinking. That's when they have a first drink to begin with or smoked a cigarette. Right. I thought I was grown. So I was doing whatever I wanted to do because mom and dad weren't there to tell me no. Right. And, uh, Many of us were like that, just throwing that out there. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly made a conscious effort not to drink that much because of my diabetes. I when were you diagnosed? How old are you? 
you know, I, I, I really can't say I, it's been at least 20 years. That's how much attention I paid to my diabetes in the last 20 years. I can't really tell you what day I was diagnosed. But I, I, it's the type of disease I never felt ill from it, so I was bad at taking my pills. And what you call it? Denial? The silent killer. Oh, the silent killer. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. with, And, again, I don't have type di- type 2. I mean, like, I don't eat high-carb meals that are, like, lots of breads and things like that or pastas because it makes me feel bad. Everybody, I mean, a lot of other people can do it. But it's how I feel. So the the reason that you said, oh, I don't feel like whatever. Well, have you ever felt good? Because you've been living like this for 20 years and those four Pepsis a day. Honestly, I've never felt bad from the stuff that I eat. My sugar has been as high as 357. I know that's not good, but I've never felt lightheaded, never well, felt Well, lightheaded sick. is not a normal reaction to, and this is... I. Speaking from my personal experience, high blood sugar is more, you're puffy, you're a little bit more irritated, you fall asleep, you're drowsy. Um, I've had none of those symptoms, not out of the unusual. But her feet? Yeah, you've gotten, yeah. Just recently, I've got some stiffness in my toes on both feet when I flex them. right? I don't have tingling. You know, actually, I burn on the left side of my body. There's a burning sensation from my tongue all the way down to my feet and it 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 can um it can be intense in certain areas it's like my whole left side of my body burns it's been burning for about 15 years but when i first have you told your doctor about this yes i did and um recently i had a test done and they told me i had neuropathy and he thinks that's what the burning is on the left, on my left side. The whole left side of your the body? The whole left side from my mouth, the left side of my mouth and my tongue all the way down to my foot. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, can intensify in areas. Maybe all that burning would be on my side or in my calf or in my foot. Right. But um, I'm told that it's neuropathy, but I've been burning for about 10 years. And what happened was... Um, my mother was in Kansas City visiting, and she ended up in the hospital. And I went up to the hospital to see her, and my aunt and cousin were there. My cousin had this gun. I called it hot gum because it burned my tongue. She gave me a piece of that gum, and my whole mouth went numb. My mouth felt like a hand opening slowly like this and then just as slowly closing back up. So I spit the gum out. I thought it was the gum. The next day I was at work talking to a person at Home Depot in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hot Springs, Arkansas, and my mouth did the same thing. So I said to Amy, I had told her what my mouth did. She said, you better go to the doctor. And I'd had dental work done like a month prior. So I called the dentist's office. She said, no, he didn't do anything that would cause that kind of sensation. Call your regular doctor. Right. So, I, you know, it didn't alarm me the first time it did it, but when it did it the next day, it alarmed me because it just felt like an opening in my whole mouth. And just as quickly it closed back again. No pain, just that sensation. So I called my doctor's office. They had an opening. My doctor's first thought was I had a stroke. It's been so many years ago. I don't know what she did. I don't remember drawing blood mm-hmm. or anything like that. But she ruled out stroke. So I, I wasn't burning until the next morning. The next morning, my fingertips had that sensation like going to sleep. And the whole left side of my body was burning. It's not a tingling. It feels like burning. Fire. 
And I didn't go to a neurologist or anything till like five years later. After a while, I just ignore the burning. I'm not conscious of the burning until I talk about it. Like right now, my mouth is burning on the left side, but until I start talking about it, I've, I've tuned it out. So five years later, when I go to the neurologist, he has an MRI done on my brain. He says there was something on the right side of my brain, brain that governed what was happening on the left side. He said, I believe you had a stroke, but it was five years ago. I don't know what to do about a stroke five years later. So he prescribed some medicines that my insurance wouldn't pay for. They wanted him to use some kind of generic. And he said, your insurance company is trying to tell me how to do my business. Mm -hmm. So I took, it's like three different medicines the insurance would pay for. I took each one of them like 30 days, and then I just quit going. I'm a little bit hard-headed, and I just quit <laughs> a going. A little bit. little bit. Okay, let me go back to, so bringing this back to diabetes, you don't even remember when you were diagnosed. No, with Poochie, with you being in town ago. and you guys getting the trans, like they're kind of switching doctors right now and going to an endocrinologist, which, have you ever been to an endocrinologist? Yes, okay, so it's, how long has it been? Oh, 15 years or okay. more. So, and if I understand correctly, you were put on metformin when you were diagnosed with type 2, and has that regimen changed at all, or have you taken the same that I'm you I'm taking the same medications I've been taking for the last 20 years. Okay. Um, I know that metformin is highly recommended, sure. at least in type 2 diabetes. I, they recommend it, but sometimes I wonder, you know, some medicines you can take so long that they're not effective, and I wonder that. Is metformin still effective with me? I've been taking it so long. Right. I'm, I don't manage my diabetes very well. I very seldom prick my finger. Love you for being honest. This is what this is about. Oh, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> There's nothing to brag about that you don't take care of yourself, you know. But I think one of the things that you said to me, too, recently that really was a red flag, and just because I've had diabetes so long, and as a little person, as a kid, so I knew, and a lot of kids didn't follow the rules I always knew I had to give my NPH and regular shot at X time in the morning and my NPH and regular shot at X time in the evening. So there were no ifs, ands, or buts about it. My parents didn't even know what was going on. I always did it. I knew I had to do it. And if I was going to stay the night out or have dinner somewhere else, I had it with me, which sucked. It mm -hmm. fucking sucked as a kid. Yeah. And hence why I'm so uptight about what am I going to eat, when am I going to eat, where am I going to eat. But with you, when you said... I know I was supposed to take these pills these days at this time, and you forgot. Then you took all of them mm -hmm. because you thought you could like, your back. Morning back medicine and evening medicine, and and I was That's having a hard time now. with taking the evening medicine. One of my doctors just told me to just take them all together. So I take now, just take everything in the morning to make sure I get the dosage in for the day. That's Somebody's ringing in the background. That's Bill's phone. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, well, I'm no, med uh, you know, we can't give medical advice, but I look forward to you seeing your new endocrinologist and your your new your, like general physician. Yes, here and it's uh, because I I look forward to hearing what they have to say right. about that. Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing them and trying to do the right thing for myself because I realize I have to manage my diabetes. When did you have this realization? Oh, I've had it several times, but most recently, <laughs> probably about a month ago, 
when I had that out-of-body experience because that's exactly what it felt like to me. I was here, but, but my mind was way up somewhere else. I've never felt like that in my life. I actually thought I was dying. It was around Memorial Day weekend because I went to put flowers on my parents' grave. I couldn't find my father's grave. I found my mother's grave and my sister's grave. And I put the flowers on my mother's grave and I just started talking to her. That's what I felt like. I felt like this was my last day on this earth. So I said, Mother, I Or maybe this was your awakening. Yeah. Maybe it is. I know I've never felt like that before. And I've never done right by my diabetes, but I have never had what I refer to as out-of-body experience. Well, as I said to you the other day, Poochie, chime in at any point. You're not dead. No, I'm not. I don't want to be dead And the fact that you're here talking about this today is going to help so many people because you get the opportunity, as all anyone in this world does, to change your life today or slowly over time, whatever it means to you. And what are going to be the steps that get you there? I want to feel better. I don't want any more out-of-body experiences. <laughs> I don't want my sugar Stroke. to be 327 anymore. I know yeah. the consequences of diabetes. My father had both his legs removed before he passed away from diabetes in 1990. And I used to get mad at him after he lost the second leg because I thought he, there was no need for him to lose the second leg. He, he was a sweet eater, and we'd go in the kitchen, and he'd be sitting in his wheelchair, and as soon as we walk in, he'd throw his arm down real quick like he's trying to hide something. And usually it was a candy bar or something that he shouldn't have been eating. So it's not like people are telling me the effects of diabetes. I know what can happen. Isn't that crazy? And I, I'm speaking from my own experience. And when you open the Pepsi... That she bought two cases today, twelve packs. She got twenty-four. But she got. She just outed you. You might. Yeah, not. I have to because you know what? I'm gonna help her to just drink one sometime. But we gotta drink water. I know it's forty-two carbs a can. I'm gonna try to. Yeah, we gotta pin drink it down water to where I don't though. Eat. We gotta. No, you can't drink. pin it down to where you don't eat. Did you I mean, where I don't no, drink as many Pepsi. Well, like well, you can't drink the Pepsi instead of eating though, because you said that's forty-five carbs. So I'm not gonna eat anything else. I'll just drink the Pepsi. But you can't be. You have to feed your body. You know, this is how I came to her because. It's hard for me to eat if I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I don't eat. I don't usually eat every day (laughs) till around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. But just like you said, you don't feel sick, but you know you have to take your pills. Food is a fuel, and you know, I mean, it's. You have to eat. It's life. Yeah, I know you have to eat. Pepsi's not going to fund your funeral. No, it's not. You're absolutely right. I know all of these things. Well, and I get angry at myself because I do know these things, yet I don't well, there's do no the reason, right thing. There's, not reason, there's no reason to get angry with yourself. We all put ourselves through a lot of shit. But you know, I thought I was smarter than that. You're smart. You recognize it. So here's the thing. And you're doing something, you gotta s- Getting the s- doctor and doing, you know, doing something. Do it. you got to, what is it called, uh, switch the pendulum or change the direction. Yeah. You are aware of, you are the only person that gets to control what mm-hmm. you move forward. And, I and know no this. one's going to, everybody will give you the, hopefully help you and give you the tools that you need. But at the end of the day, it's, left it's up to me. It's up to you. And you said you're strong headed or whatever. So change the way that strongness is. I'm going to do the healthier option. Yeah. I want to feel better. You know, I love an myself. There's saying you can bump my head to get the point across, but you don't have to break my neck. I'm one of those. You don't have to break my <laughs> neck. And I don't know why I'm sitting around breaking my neck because I'm really not that type of person. Well, it makes me. You got something to live for, Bill. You got to just, you know, you know how you said to me, you're waiting on me hand and foot. 
she gets up, she has to make the coffee herself. I'm so glad because before I could lay in that little blow-up bed that I'm sleeping on and just hear this sliding and bumping of her trying to come down that hallway. And now I hear her walking down the hallway. And I'm so, you know, I'm so grateful for that because I let her talk me out of taking her to the doctor. And then we tried to get her doctor and they wouldn't see her. And there's a bunch of things. But right. this girl is going to be okay if she does what she needs to do. If I just put forth any little effort whatsoever, I know I'm going to be all right. I'm, I don't like being handicapped, and I'm handicapped right now. I don't like not being able to get up, just spring up from a chair. Yeah. So it's left up to me to turn it around, and I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> Bye, Ryan. We'll see you later. Take care. <laughs> um, That's my promise I make to myself. I'm going to start doing the things that I know to do. And not the things I just enjoy doing. Well, we're all guilty of that. I, mean, I never I used so. to drink pop, so I know I don't have to have Pepsis every day now because I never used to drink them every day. It's just preferences. You know, you get kind of old and just kind of set in your ways a little bit, but it's <laughs> yeah. not the yeah. right thing for me. So I'm going to yeah. do better. I know I'm going to do better. Well, no one's going to no one's going to keep a check card or a you know what I mean, right. like right. a checklist. But yes. but you hear me? Let me say this. You've obviously made an effort to say all of these things out loud for a reason. So yeah. that's step one in my mind. And I'm, you know, I'm the type of person, Amber, like I've been on a hundred million diets in my lifetime. And I found out to myself, the only time I actually told my husband I was going on a diet, because he was the type, I don't care if I had a breadstick. Are you supposed to be eating that? He just feel me constantly. So I had decided I'm only telling him I'm going on a diet when I'm actually serious <laughs> because he won't let me eat anything. <laughs> Everything I pick up, he questions it. And He's I, coming to mind his own damn business. <laughs> well, What's in your mouth, I'm not hungry. his. Say I'm hungry. Yeah. Trust me, I've told him that. Plus, he doesn't know anything about my diet. He just hears that I'm going on a diet, so I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't you should eat stop that. saying the word diet. And I've been on everybody's right. diet. Cabbage diet, every diet inside I've been on. I've done that. I've been on Weight Watchers two or three times. Lost weight, but then started back eating the way I used to eat and just gained that weight back. Well, you just keep saying you're in a cycle. It's up to you. But I'm ready to get out of it. I'm 68 years old now, and I'm kind of sick of that cycle. Yeah, we just celebrated her birthday. That's what sparked this whole conversation. Unfortunately, we talked about diabetes and her shitty management (laughs) on her birthday. But maybe that was, again, one of those... Come to Jesus. It you're was. ready to talk about it. it was. Poochie She's walked ready. out of the room at some point. She's, yeah. she, what'd you say? Get on her, Amber. That's right. I said, it's time. <laughs> because, you know, I'm just crying. You know, I'm the, I'm the little <laughs> sister that's crying. And you were like on it for, I was like, yes. <laughs> and when she said, Amber, give me your phone number. I said, yes. You know, because she is, girl, this is a, this beautiful person here. She has it going on. Yeah. And she's now realizes I can have a Pepsi sometime. Yeah. But right now, I got to get Belle together. I got to get Miss Beverly on into it. I know they got a way for you to check your sugar that's not going to hurt you every day. And it's going to be something. There this, are other this new ways. Doctor's gonna it's mind it over matter. I don't really prick my finger because I can't stand pricking my finger like like I'm being stabbed or something. It's well, not shit. that bad. Let me look at your meter. You probably have your thing dialed up to a four and it should be on a one. So yeah, that is, there's like yourself. pressure. There's all kinds of stuff. So right. again, getting to know your technology a little bit better. Having your endocrinologist or your CDE, which is a certified diabetes educator, even your general physician, should they know about it, right. show you how to use that gear a little bit better. It shouldn't, the goal is not to hurt you. Right. 
Yeah. And that it's not like, I mean, I've, I last night and I'm on my soapbox because I'm having a struggle with my blood sugar right now at night because of hormones. I gave my Lanta shot, which is, I'm up to 15 units, which I'm normally 12 units. And then I gave my Novolog shot right after that, which normally I would eat with just to keep my blood sugar under 200. And I was super pissed this morning at 4.30 having to get out of bed and do both of those. But when I finally had to get out of bed to get ready for the day at 6.30, my blood sugar was 87 and not 207. Right. So that one bit of, and the shot didn't hurt. Shit. You know, it was just one of those, like, I was just angry at the world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a matter of just changing the mentality. Yes. It's not about a diet. It's about lifestyle choices. It doesn't matter your income bracket or what you're what you like to eat it's about the size of your plate and moderation you know and i say to myself to try to talk myself into getting to the it's a regimen to me but it's a good regimen to say you want to eat fried chicken all this stuff i've been eating fried chicken for six to eight years maybe i cut back a little bit now i've, I've enjoyed my life what about having grilled chicken? You can still eat but chicken. But you know what, though? She eats, she, she cooks baked chicken a lot, which is yeah. cool. Yes, that's good. I'm just saying, she's she really is hard. Some of the things she says, she really loves the baked chicken. She makes it all the time. I so mean, I bake all my meats. Yeah, so you're doing, anymore. it's just that you're hard on yourself when you say, oh, I had those pets, but just don't have four. Or just don't no. have that chicken breast that's this big. You have a third of it. Mm. Right, and those. And the greens. Yeah. You know, you know, collard greens or mixed greens or green beans. You got to have color on your plate. It's a word on the street. I'm not a nutritionist, but. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, uh, she's Beats. been to some of those diabetes <clears throat> classes. But this new doctor she gets, of course, you know, let them know that she's starting from scratch in a sense. We need to just really work with her. Ease because, into it. Yes. Because. So it's not like you're cold turkey on all the things that you yes. are accustomed to. You know, you know. A lot of things, you know, well, you don't need to do anymore. episodes like this last episode that's got me weak now, I don't like that feeling. So it's something in the back of my mind that says you've got to stick within the limits allowed for you when it comes to diabetes. I, I may love potatoes, but I can't eat potatoes all day long. No, you cannot. So I'm, my mindset now is to do the right thing because I don't want to feel like I feel like now, right now, weak can't hardly get up out of my chair without yeah. assistance. I don't want that. Well, and I think we need to do a better job of educating you. And like I said, I'll gal- gladly give you some of my carbohydrate books and things like that. Whomever at whatever point, and I don't know what their reasons were, uh, when they said you need to stick to each meal being 45 grams of carbohydrates. Well, did they talk about good carbs versus bad? bad no, I'm going to say bad carbs. I don't like that word, but potatoes versus fruit and mm-hmm. I lived in this bubble for a really long time and it wasn't until Ryan and I getting to know each other he is a vegan and was eating tons of fruit and we have a couple of pad pot past podcast guests that were eating 120 grams of carbs in one meal but it was bananas oh. yeah so how your body's processing very them high. is very different now I, I would question how I'd feel but I've not tried it you know mm-hmm. and like I said I don't eat pastas or white things you know breads mm-hmm. and things like that just because it makes me feel tired right so broccoli has carbs 
A lot of people don't know that. Mm. So when you think of 45 grams of carbs, if you eat, you're thinking a great meal, well, you could have an extra 12 grams of carbs on that plate just because you didn't know a green vegetable had carbs. So I don't want to keep you from to the carb count. Again, not a nutritionist, and I look forward to you getting to know your endocrinologist because they'll put you in with the right people that'll be able to explain those things a little bit differently. And I'm open-minded and looking forward to that right now. Yay. And because right. of the way I think every time that I want to have that third or fourth Pepsi of the day, I'm going to think about how I'm feeling right now. Can't hardly get up and down. When you I'm crack that, that second pot, uh, Pepsi, ask yourself why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to change some okay. things. Different. I can't just ignore. You know you love your water too. Now, go on to it. Yeah, we talked about water. Yeah, yeah. but she she was doing really well with the water. Good. She does. She just has to make sure she has some. She won't drink water out the faucet. So. I, I won't either. I know. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you got to make sure that it's there, water, though. I, I have it delivered to, to my house bottles, at this point. Yeah. I have it like a little water cooler mm-hmm. in my home. Yeah. Like a spigot. It's way in. cheaper than getting the bottles. It's true. So, you know. It is. It is. The sparklers, man. I know what you're saying out there. Yeah. And, and bottles home. are just easy. Yeah. You know, you just pick them up and you take them home. But but the thing about it is, at least, you know, you got to focus now, Bill. You do. You know, after this, you don't want to be I falling anymore. I know what I anymore. need to do to uh, feel better. I just need to do it. And We're I, all I guilty have, about uh, I have a good reason why I want to do it because I want to live until I die. And I want to and I want to live healthy. I don't want to live hurting and aching. Yeah. I want to feel good because this is the first time in my life I've ever felt my age. I've never felt old. Right. And my body was pretty good. You know, my knees and things are pretty good. I wasn't feeling old. Now I feel old. And that makes a difference. It makes you sure. feel totally different. And well, I'm not one to have people wait on me. Poochie's been helping me out. So she's been, take, you take your meds, you need to eat something. I, I've eaten breakfast more this week <laughs> than I have in the last year. Hey. <laughs> well, and, it's, and she's I, walking better, people. Right. And let me say this: nobody wants to hear you need to do X, Y, and Z from your sister. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the little I was, one I, too. Yeah, the little one. Yeah, think she You're knows like, it all now. Bitch. I guess right. she just thinks she's a know it all now. <laughs> now but she knows why I'm here. She knows why. Cause well, I and I want to wrap up this podcast, so Poochie, with the fact that in that same conversation that we were having about Belle and her diabetes, you said what? I said I'm. I have to do something myself. I need to know what's going on with her because I am at diabetes doorstep. And that because is a, I am her sister, and that's the same father who lost his limbs. It's my father. Right now, right now, I figured it out. It does skip a generation, people. Sometimes, Sometimes. don't hold on to that. No, but my daughter is on metformin. Really, and she'll be thirty-six next month. Uh, because she had diabetes on my side of the family and her father's as well. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't skip her. But my sister and I, Phyllis, who's passed away, bless her heart, uh, be three years in December. We have n- had not been diagnosed with diabetes, but every time I, I eat no sugar, I drink diet sodas if I want one because I'm scared. I'm just afraid that I'm it's going to happen to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, lots of things I do just to... The, and I know I don't. I go in my sugar's 80 something, but I'm scared that when I, if I, if I know I'm going to my doctor like in two or three weeks, I just try to do, make sure when I go to that blood test, I don't know that she doesn't go, uh oh, you know, I just don't want her to go, uh oh. 
Okay, and going back to because we were talking earlier, the A one C. Yeah, man. which is the what it, what it is is when they test anyone's blood sugar, uh, anyone's A one C, it gives a an average of what your blood sugar has been at for the past three months. Oh, so. If you've been high the whole three months, of course, it's going to be up. And I believe, and don't quote me on this, um, your pre-diabetes, if your A1C is anything above 6.5 and you're like borderline type 2. And so what I have found with a lot of the people at the place that I work as a membership director for a wellness center is that the more people get active, their A1Cs are going down naturally. And big time, and that's not a no-brainer, but they've changed their lifestyle. At one, at any, And they may still have a glass of wine at night, or they still might eat the potato. But they're doing one thing in their regimen that's changing things. And so, and their A1Cs are showing the difference. So, that's yeah. nice to hear. It is, because there's hope. I mean, just like, you know, the water aerobics or whatever you find. Bill, there's some things, you know, the active. Remember you said you wanted to walk or do something sometime, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, you and your husband do that too. They Y'all walk together sometime. But, man, it's a beautiful thing to realize that if you're aware of something, you might could do something about it. So, well, and I think it goes back to you not beating yourself up. So the days that I decide that I want to eat chips and salsa or chips and queso, which I never eat because I feel guilty because it makes me feel like shit. I know it's not good for me and I'm trying to lose weight. You know, I just give myself that. It's not a treat, mm-hmm. but the freedom to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one way to look at it. I just need to do what it is I know to do. In so moderation. Is, yes. You know what I mean? Drink that Pepsi if you need a Pepsi a day. Or scale back. So this week you have four Pepsis. Next week you scale down to three. Then you go to two. You drink a little bit more water, so you purposefully say, I'm going to pour this glass of water or drink this sparkling water or whatever it is in place of that Pepsi. And eventually, hopefully, over time, your mind will just change and mm-hmm. you no longer crave better. it. Yeah, but yeah you'll, you'll start too. to feel better and you'll and realize you'll it. you'll see that, you know, if I drink two of them in a week, I'm feeling sluggish or whatever, you know. Yeah. See, I don't even know I feel bad. I just feel insane all the time. Maybe that's been bad for well, years. Well, that's what I, I was trying to say earlier. Like... If you are always in a feeling bad state, that's the only thing you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but so until you start changing things, you'll never know if you yeah. are ever going to feel just better. Feel, you don't even know it. Like, just don't drink I Pepsi's. I just feel normal to me, but normal could not be good better. for me, what I consider normal. Right, right. I don't get lightheaded. Dizzy. I don't, I'm never sick. So it's hard for me to be sick when I don't feel well. Well, as we said before, I'm the Debbie Downer. This form of di- uh, diabetes is a silent killer. And I now you know that. that you're feeling bad and weak and can't get up as much as you could. Sometimes I'm just this, hard on myself her shower because things you're telling me I already know. Like I said, no one has to tell me the, the downside of diabetes. I watched my father suffer with it. I know the downsides. He used to tell me when I was young I ate too much salt. He said, you're going to regret that when you get older because I'm a salt eater. I saw food even before I tasted. You and my dad. But you're you're saying all these things. It's like you're writing your own freaking book, dude. Like, you are saying everything that you need to change. (laughs) Now I need to do something about it. I know these things. But for whatever reason, I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm not ready to die. 
but I'm going to have to change things. And things change since I get older, you know, your, Absolutely. your body. Things that I used to could take back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I can't stand that now. So I don't, I don't know why I'm even having this conversation because <laughs> I know better. And for anyone that's listening out there, if you've had any of my symptoms, get rid of them. Do the right thing by yourself. Yeah. We deserve it. Yes. Then I'm going to make a vow of myself starting. You're putting this on the air. So you're yeah, starting. Say it, girl. Here we go. Say it. And we're going to check in on you. Yeah, I'm going to start doing the things I know I need to do to make my diabetes better and just make me feel better. Because I don't even know I feel bad. I'm used to feeling the way I feel. But I'm going to do better because I don't want to be helped out of my chair and walking with a cane or exactly. walking with a walker. I yes. don't. I they don't feel that in my heart. That's hurting and stuff. I feel like I could just jump up from this table, but I know in reality that I can't. Somebody's going to have to help me get up out of this chair. And two weeks ago, I was getting myself up out of a chair. Yeah. So things, they get worse. They don't get better. Well, here's the thing. You're making the, you're making the, your call to the universe right now. Here's what I, my intentions are. I am going to do this. And I will reap the benefits and be yes. able to report mm-hmm. back in a father, hopefully a future podcast about um, your progress. Because yes. a lot of people, and we've had a, a lot of folks say to us, we want to hear more from the type twos mm-hmm. because we have a different journey. Mm-hmm. And you do. As I yes. said, your journey is a lot harder because the our pancreas doesn't work. Yours mm-hmm. works in a different way. Mm-hmm. So Yes. So, well, ladies, I'm going to wrap it up with this and say that we'll come back to another episode when yes. you come back into town. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can and you I, sing us a little, little tune? You know, I would end? love to do something just to bless this whole. Yeah. Bless you know, it. it would be great. We love that. Joyful, joyful Lord, we adore thee. God of glory, Lord of love, hearts unfold like flowers before thee, reaching to the sun above, melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Give us, Lord, immortal gladness. Fill us, Lord. Come on and feel us. Feel us with the light. With the light of day. See about y'all diabetes. Bless y'all. Amen. Amen. That was wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so Thank much, you. Daily grind, grind and grind and grind and grind. Didn't get this disease by eating too much candy. Sugar, it ain't a pager, it's a pumper. When I'm jonesing, it comes in handy. Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping. Beats like Wilford Brimley keep coming, but officer, I ain't been drinking. My blood sugar is low. 
I just can't express how thankful I am for these ladies in my life, um, how much I've learned from them, and um, that they were open and honest, and hopefully it'll touch some people with diabetes lives, whether you're type 1, type 2, or somebody who watches somebody else in their diabetes uh, management. So, it's, it's a disease that needs support from yeah. everybody involved. I think when you listen to that conversation, you really you realize how important the environment and the support system is around somebody. Mm -hmm. To be aware of that is is huge for somebody to develop new life habits and to stop eat, drinking Pepsi, which yeah. is tough. I mean, when you've drank Pepsi for a long time. So these are, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys had that combo. And, you know, I want to say to any, and I hope I made it clear in the conversation, is that there's no judgment. There's no shame. We all know what we should and shouldn't do. Whether you have diabetes or not, it's a matter of, just taking the step forward, whatever it means. So I applaud these ladies and hope to bring them both back on at some point to show the progress should they decide to move forward with different lifestyle choices. So. Agreed. All right. Something's cooking. What? <laughs> I'm glad it's not, do you smell something? That's <laughs> so where we were going. Do you smell something's cooking? Yeah. You know? Something's cooking. It smells a little like an iTunes review. Okay. So. This is this is an iTunes review. It is five stars from author Carrie Powell, all one word, labeled informative and entertaining. I recently discovered this podcast and worked my way through all the back episodes. I live with type two and find your podcast informative and entertaining. Hearing about your lives inspires me to continue to manage my condition. I really enjoy all the guests you bring on. They share different perspectives and research. Thank you for your work on this podcast. Man, thank you for listening. Huge shout out. Thanks for the, the iTunes review. Please send us an email at info at diabetesdailygrind.com. Then we will uh, send you a shirt. Yeah, be sure to include what shirt size you'd like to. Shirt size, address, um, Instagram, Instagram handle. <laughs> um, yeah, all those, all those Maybe things. Maybe a cute photo of yourself so we know who we're, we're dealing with. Yeah, you know, it's always good. You know, we don't want to be sending things to robots out there. <laughs> yeah. Never know. Um, and, you know, we, uh, we always say on the episode, if you have the opportunity, we have a, a donate button on at the end of every podcast. It's not really a donation. It, I guess it is kind of a, it's not a tax deductible one, I will say that. You're just throwing a little change our way to keep the shows coming. So Exactly. It helps us fund the shows. This is something we do on our own. Yeah. Yep. So, a dollar, four thousand dollars, whatever you got, we do appreciate it. And for now, thank you for downloading this episode. Yeah. Thanks for telling all your friends about the show. Sure. Too. Yeah. It's uh, it's been an incredible journey. We can't wait to record another show. We got some good ones coming down the pipe. Yeah, episode forty-seven coming down soon. That's oh, coming. All right. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. A little thing called diabetes, it's a daily grind, it's a daily grind, and it grinds and grinds and grinds. You've got to watch what you're, you gotta watch what you're eating. What do you call it, what do you call it? Is it diabetes or diabetes? Grind is grinding you down. Always having to check, 
to see if your level is up or down. What'd you have for dinner? What'd you have for lunch? Did you have too many or not enough? Getting all of the levels of shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, and I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. One minor inconvenience, a little thing called diabetes. It's a daily grind. It's a daily grind. And it grinds and grinds and grinds and grinds, but I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. One minor inconvenience, a little thing called diabetes. It's a daily grind. It's a daily grind. It's a daily grind.